Thank you, love, and welcome to Medicine Caller Podcast. I want to invite you another layer deeper into the temple. We have a Patreon, and I would love for you to check it out. There are layers of support and nourishment for people calling medicine and for people restoring the temple, people healing together. I would love for you to come support this podcast and be supported in even more ways. To all my Patreon members, thank you. We are in this together. I appreciate you. I'm grateful. We'll talk soon. Consider yourself invited. Check it out, and I invite you to join. Let's get on with the show. Intimate, wise, and healing conversations with the people who are carrying us through this time of true transformation and complete rebirth. Welcome to Medicine Caller, where visionaries share the real, the raw, the good, and the holy. I am your host, Sophia Wise One. Let's journey. Hi, love. Welcome back to another episode. They call me Sophia Wise One. I'm your host. Today's episode is a recording that I did in the car from the road. I try not to do that because the sound is always pretty iffy and this uh, maintains. Uh, The sound does get better halfway through, but I decided to keep it and release it as is because I was on the road with a friend and we started talking about sex magic and we started talking about navigating energy for um, like real people when you're doing solo um, self-pleasuring practices that and then in your mind's eye one way or another other people are are in that landscape and so I decided to hit record and launch into just really sharing some some starting points so I invite you to go ahead and listen to this episode and I'm calling it sex magic solo sex magic part one because I'd like to do a part two that's where you come in I would love it if you would listen to this episode and contact me with any questions or comments if I touch on something and you're like wait but what do you mean or where does this go um tell me more or yeah me too I would just love to hear that and I'd love to revisit um this conversation with a little bit more information from you and what you want to know more about. So uh, go ahead and give this a listen. Uh, Before we jump into that, I also just want to say if you don't know this, there's still time. Uh, This week, I'm doing Firewoman again, led by Imagine, and it is an incredible sexual empowerment education. The theme this year is pleasure activism and we are nourishing ourselves for the revolution. So go ahead and check out the link 
For that, if you want to learn more skills about embodiment, and there's a free intro on Thursday that's an opening ceremony. So you can also just come and bask and amplify your energy and join us in visualizing the future. And just join us for that. If you can do that, you're so welcome. And if you are looking for some more knowledge, uh, join us for the whole retreat. And uh, just if you don't make it to this live, if you're catching this show after we've done it, just go ahead and go look up Imagine, join my email list. You know, we collaborate and bring a lot of magic into this world and help people get connected. And if you want to know more, um, there is there is more. Uh, there's always more. Okay. All right. Enough about that. Let's get into solo sex magic part one. Enjoy and let me know what more you want to know about. Okay. Take care. Okay. Once upon a time, there was many, many, many schools and places to learn and study the many subtleties of the like human and intergalactic incarnation on earth experience that we have. And so what I'm about to share with you, like first and foremost, is not like the authority end all be all. Okay. There are like lineages, there are practices, there are approaches, there are frameworks, there are like detailed. There are lineages where like things are really like detailed, strict, this, then that from like deep cultivation of like practice and wisdom, not for dumb shit, right? Like not for like a waste of time, but like you do it in a sequential order. What I am journeying through and what a lot of us are journeying through right now is a very non-linear path because we're restoring uh, um, essentially like a, a tattered tapestry. So we have like parts of the image that we're working with, um, but then parts of it are missing. It's part of the knowledge that we have um, is accessible to us. And part of the knowledge that we had once in our being, either in our blood lineage or in our spiritual incarnation or in some way or another, like is no longer available to us. Does that make sense? So one of the first things about using your orgasmic energy in an intentional way is to have an understanding of how it functions as a flow. Like literally if you were to draw a picture of it. So like you're familiar with Alex Gray, the painter. No, great. Look up Alex Gray. Um, you are, have you ever seen like paintings or images of people with their arms out and their legs out like in a star pose with like lines of energy, like a tortoise? Yeah, like the, right, like the Da Vinci. And then there's people, it's like, there's, and then there, you can put geometric shapes over top of it and all of those things. Well, let's just take a moment to acknowledge that every single one of those is accurate that anytime you've seen like flow lines is a way that one's energy is either running or has the potential to run. 
simultaneously. So if one is a fountain out the top of the head and one is a, is a zigzag from left to right across the body, both of those flows can either be happening, have the potential to be happening, be happening simultaneously or like quieting and one of them be the dominant experience of what all, like what your life force is running through. Does that make sense? So you have, you have this thing called your entire energetic body and there's this way in which it's running energy all the time. And what happens when we get in practices of orgasmic medicine or orgasmic energy medicine is you are basically putting that life force energy on, you're giving it a turbo boost. You're giving it a steroids. You're giving it this like massive amplification to increase the flow in the directions and in the ways that it's already going or that where you've decided to direct it, right? So understanding that the first recommended development for someone who's going to be using their like orgasmic energy intentionally, like you know, the casual term of like, the casual term of sex magic, right? Um, is, to, is to realize that what you're talking about doing is active, act, activating or accessing either one or multiple energy pathways in your being and then giving it a turbo boost, right? And recognizing that these energy systems in our being are not isolated. Like the breath in our lungs is not our breath, it's the breath, right? We inhale, we exhale. As long as we're breathing, it's this breath is, is, a, is, a, is a continuation of, of this massive life force happening. In the same way, like my energy, my personal energy only kind of holds up at a certain point because it's just literally energy that's taking different forms and running different pathways and that most of those cycling energy pathways are not just cycling inside your own body sphere. Most of them are cycling outside of that sphere and, and, and entering, right? Okay, all right. So sex magic is a turbo boost or an amplification of an, of a, of an of energy pathway that's either already happening or that you've intended and you're, you're creating for a purpose that then you're gonna turbo boost something in. Okay, so in what kind of space or in what kind of location does one wanna do this kind of energy work? So one of the things that's so beautiful about this is like that I love about kind of energy work in this way is like working with the subtle bodies is like, like I tell this, I tell this story about this psychic connection that I have with another medicine friend where I was walking through a Kohl's going shopping with a family member and their mother and my knees went out because my medicine friend was energetically having sex with me and like forgot to put up an extra, like I literally, like my knee, I was like, this wash came through my body and my knees gave out and I literally like almost fell over in the store. And then I like caught myself and asked myself like, what is happening? And then I saw this person that I have this very strong connection with and I was like, yo, hello. And they were like, I'm like, sorry, 
and then it, all the energy went away. It was like they put, it was like they closed the door or like put up a curtain and like it went quiet. And I just stood there for like a minute, like casual clothes, grocery, not grocery shopping, casual clothes shopping experience, just like recentering myself, you know? So, so one of the things that I love about it is like there's that, and then there's the experience where I'm like standing in line and I've got like 10 minutes and I'm like, well, let me do a bunch of like healing sessions on some people. And I like visualize and I see, and I, I can feel this buzz that runs through like my legs and my hands. And I like, I'm sending Reiki. I'm doing a Reiki session for someone who's like, you know, uh, who just had like a, a death in their family. You know, you can literally do it anywhere. It can happen to you anywhere. <laughs> you can like do it in it, right? Like there is this, like, and I say that to say, it's not what I'm about to talk about isn't like, cause it can't work if you don't, right? It's about like when we're being intentional and we want to optimize what we might do in that space. Like if we're doing it on purpose, like how, may I, I don't know, how might you want to do it? Like I don't go to a store to do my distant healing sessions. It's like not where I intentionally take myself to do them. I know, I know, I'm weird. Um, <laughs> Which is funny, as I say that, I'm like, which is like, and there are people that probably do, that probably like actually go and like walk and like think about the people that they love. And like, that's how they're actually probably sending a lot of energy and actually doing a lot of work. They're like, I'm sure plenty of caregivers do a lot of psychic and energetic healing while shopping because they're tracking what other people need. They're picking up those things. Um, they're picking them up, they're putting them down, they're going, is this for them? No, no, this isn't right. Does, would this fit them? No, it wouldn't fit them, right? Like, oh, this is just what they need, like that kind of stuff. So like, again, right, these things can happen and they do happen in all of these different ways. And we can, they can happen, um, I think the other reason I bring that up is because like all of this is natural, right? Like. That's, that's what I, like, those energy pathways are moving through us all the time. We're going shopping, we're sending energy, we're being intentional. Now, if you were to add an orgasm on top of that, right, now you're turbo boosting this, like, what do they need? When do they need it? Can I get it? How do I get it to them? Right? This whole thing. So, so there's this notion of what comes up for me right now when I think about the thing, like, these things it's like you can use this practice for the benefit of another you can you can bring to some mind someone think of someone who's sick think of the healing pathway energy and then dedicate the energy flow the turbo boost to their healing that doesn't mean that you're having sex with them right it means you're using this energy this whoosh of energy to go through that pathway there's also, so there's like that, that dedicating. There's also psychic or like energetic soul sex that you can have with people over time space. That's also real. Like you feel them, you can feel their touch or you see their face or you can taste their breath um, or you just see it in your mind's eye and you have, it's very, feels very real and they are having a similar experience either at the exact same time or, um, or not, but like those are the kinds of experiences that people also talk about having, right? Of just being like, oh my gosh, I had this dream. We were, they had the same dream. We were both on the beach and we had this like gorgeous, magical time together, right? Also, right? That also could go in the category of like sex magic, um, casual <laughs> sex magic, 
right? So this is, and I would say that that is having sex with someone, <laughs> right? Energetically, part of what's happening in that space is you're either filling or receiving or merging and transmuting, or not transmuting, transcending uh, separation experience. So having an experience of unity in which there is no separation or you're having an exchange of energy that is pleasurable through the uh, pathway, the illusion, the experience of being separate entities, right? One person's giving, one person's receiving. Or all of these things can be not just one, not just one on one, right? So like three people, six people, eight people, like this shifts. Okay, now we have the 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 archetype of. Let me just use really, really like standard terms here. Like you have a crush on someone, you got the hots for someone, and you love to think about them while you pleasure yourself. And you're like, I'm just like, I never thought cops were hot till I met you. You know, like that's just like, it wasn't, but now all of a sudden, abolish the police. And like, <laughs> now, and, uh, like push me up against that car and like throw me in the back. Like this sounds like a great time, right? Okay, so for instance, so um, I'm a very powerful psychic presence, right? And if I conjure someone in my mind and I start going into a big energy exchange, I'm having a real energy exchange with that person, especially if we already have a, a connection, whether it's sexual or not, right? Like it could be whoever, I mean, fill in the blank, like go to your like kinkiest, wrongest idea and be like, yeah, 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 like that person. Like you don't really maybe necessarily totally wanna not, you know, um, or just like, you know, somebody that's like, you don't know, maybe they're literally shopping in a Kohl's and like you're not trying to like send them to their knees in the middle of the jewelry section, you know? so. Uh, for instance, so, so, so I developed this practice of how do I, how do I allow myself to engage with this image and this idea of a person that is so attractive to me without needing to, or inadvertently or by accident, actually having an energy exchange with an actual person. So understanding that your imagination can link you into reality is a fundamental part of what I'm talking about right now, right? Is that like imagining can just be imagining and imagining can take you straight up into like, oh, I manifested that shit by accident, right? Like, oh, now that shit is 3D, like real, got that in the mail. Like now I have to pay rent on this thing that I didn't mean to manifest. <laughs> Cause like, whoopsie, like, you know, like that level. So to recognize that the imagination can move into actualization. When we have someone in mind that we have an attraction to, there are ways that you can just be really intentional about making sure that what you're fucking is the imagination, your imagination of them, your idea of them, the ideas of them that are energetically um, pleasing or satisfying or inspiring or that stir desire in you. And so I'm like really thorough when it comes to this because I have 
so many actual people that I like dream walk with and that I like that imagination into reality is like real that's a quick that's a quick jump for me so so I do multiple layers of saying like I am not trying to communicate with this person so like <laughs> that is like not that is not what that there is no phone call I'm not sending a text I am this is not happening but like I think of you and I'm juicy so like I would like to make space for that magic that I'm imagining that has medicine for me, okay? So one of the first things I do is I honor the reality that we have an actual connection. So I take the imagination into the actuality and that's where I put the door or the bridge or the blessing. But I say like in my mind or out loud or I used to do it writing as I would do a lot of the time I would like journal because I was so scared. I would like make these safe containers. So I do this in general when I'm like, trying to rage uh, or just vent and let stuff go where it's like this like the safety bubble right like I'm not everything I'm saying right now is like exploration like let it just disperse and just become like little like I'm not I don't want it to keep form when it comes out of my mouth right and so journaling about um, people that I know are not interested in actually energetically having sex with me but that I am finding myself thinking about, right? So I think this is also really polite to do with like, like actors, you know, or like celebrities is to just be like, I mean, I think most people have to develop some level of psychic, like whether it's intentional or unintentional to just like all the people that are thinking about you and making up stories and ideas and projecting that onto you, that there's gotta be like a landing zone for that. But I like to be like a co-creator of that, right? So if there's someone that you like, have never met it's a celebrity being like okay but that is like a real person <laughs> you know and so to just be like okay that's a real person and so to, to split it so it's like to imagine just like you there's like the shadow imagination person the archetype the idea and then the actual person and so I bless the actual person I honor them I wish them the best and I say like they're not about you now I have this archetype, this imagination. And what's great about this practice is now you're free to have this like image in your mind do things that that actual person would never do, even if you know them, right? Like, well, no, they'd never want to do that. I'm like, well, they're not that person. They're just enough of that person that I feel like I have a connection. I think especially for demisexuals, it's much easier to actually, if you're going to fantasize about people, to fantasize about your like friends because you know them and you love them. And so then you can think about doing sexy things with someone you love and you trust, and that can feel really good. Um, but you're like not trying to do that, have that energy exchange with them, or like not trying to do that with you. So, hashtag that time where I constantly just tried to have sex with all my friends. Is that the past? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm laughing about it because I'm still dissolving my shame. Um, yeah, so yeah, it's been a journey. It's been a journey being me. So, okay, I've just always, for me, I'll just say this little side note share, which is like, I've always loved to make, I've always loved kissing. I've always loved making out with my friends, like since I was like 15. I was like, whoa, can we just stick our tongues in each other's mouth? This is the, this is the best. Love that. But when it actually comes to like, like deeper, like, like kind of like full body contact stuff, it's like the more intimate it gets, the more I'm like that number shrinks, you know? But I definitely, I think that's true for everybody, but I just have like a wider, it's like, 
was like a makeout out Okay, great, that's enough. Okay, that's enough on that. Okay, just like a little bit about me. Okay. <laughs> this is going to be a great episode. <laughs> okay, all I'm saying is if you also like to kiss people. <laughs> okay, we should talk, talk about it first. Okay. <laughs> that's what grown folk do. Okay, so. So I've, so I've separated. So now I have this. So I've blessed this person. They can live their live long day. They're there. So I often will I'll imagine of like a blessing or a protection, kind of like an orb wall that's like got them. And they're off living their life, their inner energetic. So that if anything were to get out of my, as I said, layers, out of my force field and like go that way, there's like an outer one that will like bounce it off. So if I can't hold it inside me and it like leaks out, that even if it were to bump into them, it would like bump off, okay? So then I have these other two layers. So then it's like this layer, which is just this, my sacred safe zone. I'm going into ceremony. This is about me. Everything I encounter in this energy is about uh, an identity, identityless divinity, right? There's no personal, like there is no personal, the like transpersonal, divine, cosmic, everything. Everything's personal because everything's everything big old sacred space prayer. So that prayer for me is, can often kind of like look or feel like in my heart, it's just like, may this whole experience be like healing and well and like pure and protected and sacred in, in, in relationship with all of reality, right? So I'm just held inside this sacred space. And then inside that space too, I like make another little bubble. So it doesn't matter if it's like inside or outside, but like these two layers of like, there's this other one that's like, okay. And like if I find myself connecting with, with, with let's say past energy or like calling other energy or things like that, that might, that might be edgy, just like contain it and bounce it back at me. It's just my prayer. Like just like keep it here. Just keep it here with me. So just keep it here with me. So it's like, keep my ideas, my energy here with me. And then it's like, bless that, bless me, let this be. And let this archetype or this energy, this reflection of, of what I'm attracted to, right? To come into my space and be satisfying. And I also ask that to be blessed so that it can be take the full fulfillment of that which I'm desiring. So now we're going a whole step farther of like, it's not just that they are this, they're an image or like a inspired by, but now I'm imbuing this like art of this caricature of that, which is the medicine I'm actually desiring from any person, any human, any energy that I may find it. Right? So like the short of this is I like put a boundary between the two, insulate them so that they get to be blessed and live their life, insulate myself so that like, even when I get carried away, it's held beyond, I don't have to be conscious of it, make that request. And then I ask for it to just be really healing and really valuable to myself, like to like let it be that. So that's my like, <laughs> that's what I, I think you were wondering if I've ever thought of you while I was, <laughs> just so you know, that was just like a little rundown of what I did before. It, just, it wasn't you, it was just my imagination. You know, it's like everybody, Everybody turns into a Jedi. It's like a, you know. A <laughs> the 
force is strong with you. Um, yeah, so, okay, so there's that one. Okay, so that's like, I have this idea. And so what I wanna say a couple more things about that, which is like, the other thing that I'll do in that blessing is like, the reverb of that, like an honoring and a thanking of that person. And so, and there's any way that what I'm doing, and it's like, this is where I hand this over to a wisdom that's beyond my ego or my identity or my agenda. And I say like, like may this be a blessing, just may this be a blessing. So if this person, if there's an energy about this that is right for them to receive, even if it's just the reverb of like heal, a healing heart or feeling energized or self-confident, that that is offered to them in its most like purest, radiant, like well integritous way. I'm a giver, right? So like that's like like I want I want like if it's possible and if they want it, right? So it's a lot of that energy. Okay. When I first started doing this practice, it took like almost as much time as actually like pleasuring with my body. Um, now it's like much, I have this, I kind of can tap into this space. It's like I practice it over and over again. And then I have a sense of just being like, okay. And like, is there something that I need to do? I remember I asked one of my friends once, I was like, um, do I, like, do I need your permission to jack off to you? Like thinking about you? And they were like, that's really not my business. Actually, <laughs> I was like, so like, I'm not going to give you permission or not give you permission. Like, that's like really not my I'm, that's, I don't want jurisdiction over that area, you know? And I was like, cool. That makes sense to me a lot, you know? So, uh, as a little, so just if you're wondering how, how communicative I've been about these things, that's an example. Um, okay, so there's that. Now, there's this other thing that can happen, which is while you're in the middle of any relaxed or activated energy flowing state, people will come to you. They just appear. They just appear. And people are very familiar with this idea of like, I was sitting there meditating, right? I was meditating and then I saw your face. Or I was meditating and then I, I remembered uh, this memory that we had from childhood and, I'm, and I just had this feeling like I'm wondering how your mom is doing, right? Like these are normal things for people to think about when someone's just like meditating. But the thing is, is <laughs> It's also a thing that can happen when you are just in a relaxed and connected. And like, they're talking about brainwave state. It's like when you're in, a, in an alpha or in a theta or like in a, even if you're like going in and out of a conscious delta state, like these are the kinds of things that happen. These psychic connects like boom, happen. Now, there's a soul level piece here that I, I believe, which is that if somebody is energetically finding you in that state of being, whether you're meditating or whether you're like driving in a long ass road, uh, like I do sometimes, and somebody like comes to you in that place, there's already like permission and invitation on their part to be there with you. Um, it's a good thing to get in the habit of checking when someone shows up with your own self of like, am I open? Like, did I just slip into a state of exposure and vulnerability? Like, did I put, did I go, the image that comes to mind for me is like the witch on the porch with like a cup of tea and um, like weaving. You know what I'm talking about. That ever so comforting image of my, myself. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm weaving 
I'm weaving, I'm weaving. Um, and it's like, there's a gate, like there's a gate or like a bell down the way. And there's a general understanding that like, if the gates open, then you can walk up the path and sit on the porch with me. But if the gates close, then you ring the bell, right? And so it's like, are you sitting on the porch and you think the gate's closed? <laughs> but the gate is not closed. <laughs> <laughs> so you're sitting there, you don't have your shirt on, and like you're like doing your thing, and you're in the middle of like doing your prayers, and you're not trying to have anybody come and be with you right now. You're like really doing a thing, you know? And somebody shows up, and you can check in with yourself and say, I didn't, I didn't know the gate was open. I actually thought the gate was closed. That's a moment of decision that says you can say to that energy right then and there, come back later. I'm not available right now. Or you can say, I didn't think I was available, but now that you're here, um, I, I can feel how this is resonant. Like I can feel the way that like God kept the gate open, right? Like the synchronicity of it. And to recognize that you're allowed to make that choice, that you'll know that. And that if the answer is come back later, that's the medicine they came for and the medicine that you needed in the moment. It's not fighting synchronicity and the right things. That's that deep listening trust, right? In that same way as if they show up and you think in your head, no, 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 I blocked my calendar for the next three days. I'm not supposed to be talking to anybody. Like that gate should be closed, but everything in your body is like, oh my God, I'm so glad you just came right in because this feels so right um, to do that. So you have that in your, in your, in your psychic porch with your weaving and your gate and your bell, like, to, but, but to be able to cultivate that sense of when someone arrives to you, you know, do, do you have that awareness of like your availability for that? Um, in that sense of like, and knowing that there's no wrong, that's it's like the heart of that is like in that, that's that place of like, I believe and trust and know that I am safe on my porch right like that gate is a, is already a sacred gate like nothing's gonna pass through that gate that's not holy in the first place that shit is reinforced don't fucking get it wrong right like that stuff like that that place so i can be safe and well even if it's open and i can be safe and well when it's closed that's just a that's just a a, a state of being or an experience a state of experience i would say uh, in a state of experiencing the kind of being so so let's say you're, uh, you know, the gate's open and you're masturbating on the porch, right? What is important to recognize is that when you understand yourself as a medicine person who has a sacred porch with a weaving and a bell and a gate and a cup of tea, is that when someone comes up the path directly to you, it's because they, on a soul level, trust what they will find. So whether it's weaving or ejaculating or making a cup of tea or reading, that they trust that. So you're not dangerous. It's not, you're not dangerous when you're in your pleasure and you're dancing naked, covered in mud, or if you're like asleep reading the newspaper or ranting at the stars about politics or weeping about your own self-indulgent wound story. Like you get to just be you. Like, if somebody shows up in that state for medicine, you get to trust that your pleasure, your ecstasy is not dirty or impulsive putting it on top of them. And so, so basically, just like bless everything a lot, a lot, a lot. And then 
just have a good time with yourself. <laughs> That's a synopsis. Just have a really, really good time with yourself. And sometimes I find that when I am, maybe we'll come back to this. Will you remember if I tell you the thing? The thing? Maybe, maybe, maybe not. We'll see. About like fantasy and like trusting our desires. Like I'll like talk about. I want to talk about specifically about that, but that applies to like all of these things that we're talking about. So I want to kind of get through this. So I'll come back to it. Okay. Okay. So, so somebody shows up, right? And this is trusting that if they've showed up, that they have showed up for healing from you and they've showed up from healing from you. You can check in with yourself, right? But you can trust that if they've come here, it's because the, what you're resonating and what you're putting out there is a match for the medicine that they're needing. And so you can use your reflective and your intuitive envisioning skills to ask for more clarity about that. Like, what are they here for? Or a lot of the time in these altered states, you just trust the dreamscape of it. Like it will unfold and you just allow what's unfolding to unfold. That's the medicine. Um, And so whether it's like, people that come to your mind and you're witnessing them having uh, sex and they they're like they're a couple and they're having this kind of connection and there's a way in which your presence is honoring that witnessing that maybe even clearing blockages like even being um, a powerful acceptance force whatever it is that is just occurring in that then you just let that happen you can trust that And then there's this when someone directly comes to you. And this can be an interesting thing because this can be a lot of different things. Someone can come in, like someone's face appears, and it could be a recognition of an attraction that you've had that you didn't know, that you weren't aware of or that you've never thought of. Like that moment where people are like, I don't know. And then one day I looked at my best friend and I was like, oh my God, like this is it. Like they've been here all along. Like where have I been? Like that it can have that kind of like reveal moment. Um, I would say that's probably the least common (laughs) that when people come to you in those, I don't know who needs to rate it. Maybe it's the most common for someone, but (laughs) every time they, Oh, I'm also attracted to this person. (laughs) I bet that's a phase that a lot of us go through. Um, so, uh, could you hand me the water? Thank you. So in this way, it can be more of you thinking of a person or someone's energy coming to you. This reminds me of this whole piece of like people coming to you reminds me of when people ask me about dreams. Like what's the difference between being visited by someone and having like a soul to soul conversation? And what's the difference between um, five? That was another red tail hawk. Aren't all hawks? Aren't all hawks? That was a fifth. That was our fifth hawk. For sure. For sure. Oh God. Oh yeah. Something about our. What are we? Something about our eight on day three really gets. Really gets. I don't know what just happened, but okay. All right. Visitation. So. Like, what's the difference between dreaming about someone and being visited by someone or like meeting up with someone in your dream? 
And the best way that I can describe it to people is that they're different. <laughs> they're different. They feel different. They sound different. They're different experiences. And that, if I just tell you that, most people go, yeah, 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 I think I know what you're talking about, actually. Yeah. One is you're dreaming about someone. The other is they're there. When I talk about imagination being a brink to real connection, that is also something that often happens in dreams, where you're thinking about something, someone, and then all of a sudden, you're dreaming about someone, and all of a sudden they look at you and they say a thing, and then you're like, oh no, you're like really right here with me. And then sometimes there's a nod, like my friend Corey and I, I feel like when that happens, we're often like, hi, hi, love you, love you, and then it's like back to the dreamscape, you know? Where there's like a message, like I have to tell you this thing, and it feels different. Um, and then when people have really deep visitation dreams, they, they're viscerally, they are sensually, they, sense-wise, they are a different experience. When you cultivate that kind of discernment in yourself, then it's the same discernment that you apply when you're in a visionary practice or a meditation practice, be it orgasmic and pleasure-oriented or movement or stillness, contemplative. Okay, so understanding that you may think about someone or imagine someone or be um, dreaming about someone or fantasizing about someone and then there's also like someone coming to see me or calling out to someone and inviting them to come and join you, right? So when someone shows up in that state, it could be your own dreaming about them and realizing, oh my gosh, I never realized it. And it can be a match of energy. That can be a visitation or a dream about moment. That can be either they'll feel different. The other thing that can happen is they can show up because they need the healing. And so they're just there because they just wanna be near you <laughs> and with you and experiencing the healing that you're experiencing. They are literally, they've come to, you are the well that they have come to to drink from. And so you don't have to do anything different than what you're doing because they literally just came here. And so what I, my go-to practice for literally everything at this point in my life is blessings. Is this idea of offering blessings, this profound acknowledgement of sanctity, of sacredness, of, of remembrance, of wholeness, and an invitation and an activation of that sacred wholeness to bless something to recognize it as being blessed. So if someone shows up, you just bless it, right? The other thing that can happen is that someone can come to you if they're a medicine person, a walk, and, and I think everybody's medicine people, right? So if they're coming, they also can come to you because they are bringing something to you that you might be needing in that moment. So that can also be a transmission energy. So they can come to you because you have a transmission for them a blessing for them, a healing for them, or they can come to you in that moment because you have become open and available to receive a blessing or a transmission from them. That makes sense? And of course, like all things, I think about um, like one of my teachers who's just like mutually beneficial, Sophia. There is nothing in existence that is not mutually beneficial. <laughs> one of her biggest things. like. It's just, it just, there just isn't another option. When you're in the God mind, when you're in the whole cosmic vision, it can't just be for one person. So that idea of like, they're coming for a transmission to give a transmission or to get a transmission um, is neither here nor there, except when it is, <laughs> except when it's important, except when it comes through and that is part of what the information that needs to be um, digested or applied or integrated in some way. Um, 
So sometimes it's also, and it can also be like a mirroring. So sometimes somebody is going through the same thing as you, and so you're resonating. You're having the same healing. You're tapping into the same wave, and it's like literally when you go to a concert, and you're like in the middle of just feeling the vibe, and you make eye contact with someone that you didn't know was going to the concert, that you know, like you're a friend, and, and they're in the vibe, and you're in the vibe, and like you don't cross the room to get to each other, you just like touch each other, and you're like, we're, this, we're here now. And like that, you like feel it through time space. It's basically like being at a concert. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so just like that notion of like, that can be a witnessing, um, a seeing one another. It can be an exchange of energy. Um, my biggest thing is just to, to, like I already talked about this, which is that to just make sure that there's consent when the energy feels like it's going between, when there's like contact. Um, and, and, and maybe consent isn't the right word because I feel like inherently in this space, in this landscape that I'm talking about, um, it's consented on a level, but is it, the, the question is like, um, is it intentional? Like, do you, do, is that like, do you, now that it's happening, do you want it to keep happening? Um, and I think that that's important because we're all in recovery as a culture around, um, our energy being our energy, not being owned, other people not being owned, not thinking that our life force, um, there's just so much supposed to pattern energy in most of us that even when we're in like elated states, sometimes it can be useful to cultivate a sense of discernment of I'm here in this way and in this river because it feels right. Because you're not gonna undo it if you just have an honest check-in with yourself. If you overthink it, if I'm creating paranoia in your head, I'm sorry, please forgive me, stop listening immediately, or listen to this like 800 times until you really hear the part where I'm like, you can't fuck it up. It's not about, it's not about fucking it up. It's not about doing it wrong. You have to get consent or you're hurting someone. It's about deepening and cultivating our inherent understanding of our interconnectedness and our autonomy. And so we get to be our own beings that are, they get to be this collective energy that is experiencing our individual experience. And so it's about honing both of those experiences because they're not contrary. And so this is just another place where you get to practice and hone that sense of, I have the authority over my, over my energy. I have the authority over my energy. It's not going over here. This person shows up and now I just have to give them all my energy. That's a martyr story that this planet needs its caregivers to give up because we've turned our principal hero, which is our planet, into the martyr. <laughs> so if we don't change that common myth, we will successfully, successfully murder her instead of just perpetually attempt to, which is what we're doing. So I think it's deeply important for us to shift out of those assumptive giving up of energy place and actually step into what is it, the divine masculine energy or the divine feminine energy, because it works that way too, or this, the divine energy of giving, what it is to fully empowered to want and say yes and to, to, to give so wholeheartedly. That comes from the uh, permission and the ability to say no. And so when we're talking about kind of honing or navigating those energy exchanges, 
be it in meditation, this interplay between surrender and control, I think is a lot of, um, it's a lot of what we're, we're looking at. And I think to understand like, that what we want is freedom, and then we wanna use that freedom to create interdependence that is satisfying. <laughs> but that's what we want. We want someone to need us. We want to need the people, meaning we want to be so intimately connected that when we're not there, it matters. That's satisfying. <laughs> we want that. So, but the way that we get that in a way that is not a perpetuation of slave mentality and ownership of bodies and energy and um, and the destruction and martyrism is if we come to that from a place of full autonomy and full freedom and we say I'm choosing to create a design in which it matters if you're here and it matters if you're not and you're not right or wrong if you're here or you're not but I know what my preference is this place of power it affects me I am choosing to create a life where it affects me that's a place of power as opposed to, don't leave, I'll never survive without you. Um, unconsciously, right? These paradigms, this un, unresolved child wound of neglect and, and codependent, addict behavior, abuse, normalization that's just like flying around and flying through our sex, our solo sex, our meditation sex, our partnered sex, our fantasy sex. Okay. I'm going to talk about the fantasy piece in a second, but questions, thoughts, concerns, needs, desires. Okay. Maybe a little musical interlude. Take a deep breath. Another one. Big breath. Big breath. One more breath. Big breath. Big breath. Big in the belly. Let out some sound. You're good. You're good. You're good. You're good. You're good. You're good. You were told you were wrong, but that wasn't personal. That's a cultural norm. You're good. You're good. You're good. You're good. What makes you feel good is good. What makes you feel good is good. You're not wrong, you're good. You're not wrong, you're good. You, my friend, are good. Okay. <laughs> so, fantasies. I just, this is my, I'm just gonna do like a, like, I said, that's always a good lean in. I'm just gonna do a quick little rundown, so we'll see what time space that means, but we'll see. So, what I wanna say about this right now is it can take a lot of courage to let your fantasies be in their like full-fledged form um, because so often we'll come up against what we're supposed to have or supposed to like. And so I use this example because it's, it's, um, because it's real, because it really happened for me, and because I think it's it's comical, and it's, I'll tell you the story. So I'm having this fantasy, I'm laying there, and I'm imagining that I'm in my little tiny house, my little mobile home, and I'm up in my loft, 
and I say down to my lover, I need you inside me right now, right? Like it's just like, right now, I wake up from this nap, which happens to me sometimes, and I'm like, now, please, I'm so rested. I have so much energy, um, and I'm very soft. <laughs> Hello, I love a good nap. And um, and so I say, like I, like, I need you right now. And then their response is this pause, and then I say, I love this story. And then I say, are you live streaming? <laughs> and they say, yes. And then it's funny, right? Like everybody laughs. But the first time I play this fantasy in my head, the next thing they say to me is, I'll just finish this up and then I'll be right up. I was like, that's your fantasy, Sophia? Is that you're like, I need you right now. And they're like, yeah, yeah, boo, I'll get to you. That's your fantasy? I don't believe you. I don't fucking believe you. That's some fucking bull. That is some, like, lullaby, good night, like tender wounded child who doesn't think he deserves to get taken care of. Doo -doo 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 -doo. Like, no, no, that is not your fantasy. That is not the wild sex vision. So I, like, walk, so I rewind it. I rewind this fantasy. And I try it again, you know? And I'm like, so does the whole thing. Are you live streaming? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, and then I say, I don't know. And then, and then I'm like, I don't know what I said enough. But then it's like, I say something back like, okay, well, like, tell them you're going to wrap it up in a minute and come up. And I'm like, is that what I want? I want to then tell them what to do. That's not this fantasy. So I like rewind it again. And then I'm like, are you live streaming? And they're like, yes, you know? And then, and then, right? It's like, okay, what do I really want, Sophia? Like, what in this moment is? And it's like, the next thing in the moment is they look at their live stream and they're like, gotta go. <laughs> like, catch you on the flip side. They, you know, they shut the screen and then they like, you know, come to, they're like, they come to me, right? Like, that's what I wanted. It took, I, I probably, if I were to clock it, it took me like 15 minutes just to rewrite the opening. <laughs> of my fantasy because I was so apologetic about interrupting this idea of wanting to be the center of attention or priority. That's the whole fantasy. It's like, oh, am I interrupting something important? Oh, have we broadcasted the fact that I'm like sexy and that you want to fuck me? Those are sexy things to me. Like that's fun. And the other part that's fun is when they meet me in that and it's mutual and they enjoy it. Um, I think another one of my visions was that they were like self-conscious and clumsy about being like trying to being like, oh, oh, awkward that this happened on a live stream. And I was like, no, that's not my fantasy. Like, no, no, no. And so to just recognize that, like that, um, you know, and I, the other one that I've done this a lot with, oh man, that's going to be rough. Uh, okay. Um, Lullaby and good night. Okay. What? It's just meant for you. It's so good. And for me. Um, it's such a good time. I'm having such a good time. Um, the other one that comes to mind for me when I think about this is the first time that I was letting myself fantasize about like full blown medicine, multiple partners. Like, I'm like, my mouth is full of one body, but my pussy is full of another. Like, 
this chain of energy and like that it I literally was laying on my bed face down with headphones on one track I think it was either chanting or whales like just so we're clear like the level of like I'm making safe space for myself and I like was holding my own heart and was literally saying to myself like it's okay you're not in trouble be brave like what is it you can show me like I was coaxing myself to admit the truth to myself of just being like what is this thing because I had this feeling inside me that was like I want this thing but it like wasn't coming out it wasn't coming out and it was like and so I was like, I really had to coax it and just be like, okay, tell me, show me, show me a little bit, show me a little bit. And so I'd get a little bit and then I would start to do, my storyline would be my, my resistance and my shutdown. And so then I would rewind it and say like, no, no, no. Like, I'm really listening. I'm really here. Like, it's totally safe. It's totally okay. Like, go ahead. Like, come on. It's okay. And like, really let the fantasy unwind. I'm going to go with like 70% of my sex fantasies turn into full planetary healing fantasies. Like full, I like, I have sex and then I become so enlightened that I like transcend my body and then all the waters heal and then I come back into my body and we live in a blissful planet. That's actually what my full, and when I say that, it's like those are my 45 minute fantasies. If I let my desires go all the way through and sometimes in that those fantasies get really graphic and they're like not quote unquote sexy it's like they get bloody or they get like actually shitty like poop involved because for me the healing power that come up in these medicine visions that are it's this power is this this trance this alchemy this taking of what isn't and like making what is and it's just now after four years of doing this kind of alchemical permission giving of my fantasies I would just say like in the past year that I've been having more and more fantasies that just like a start off with me enlightened and are just having like spectacular planet healing like sex where the like the waves and the images are like it's energy it's pulsing energy um and the actions the prayer actions in my fantasy are are sex acts, right? Like that's my ritual fantasy sex magic is like we're casting a spell, we're sending the healing frequency, we're amplifying, we're turbo boosting the frequency of the end of war and the birth of all resource, every resource that goes to war going to health, environment, and art, right? That frequency, that's what I turbo boost over and over and send through the pathways of my body and the pathways that go that link me into the earth and that link me into the cosmos and that's what I'm pulsing 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 and so I didn't realize how much I wanted to be that and when I say realize I mean I had thought it but I didn't viscerally feel and start to tune myself to what it is to be that vibrationally like activated as a sexual being as a spiritual being as an energetic integrated being where my existence was pulsing this healing and I felt good like that has come out of this practice of of lovering 
as medicine um, and really just intentionally radically trusting my pleasure fantasies is what actually taught me that not the other way around I was just trying to heal my pelvic floor pain and give myself permission to see what really turned me on the other thing that happens for me that I think is actually really helpful to talk about is that I will like it's really important for me and a lot of people the there's a huge mirror link between your root your pelvis and your mouth and your throat and so making sounds can really help open your root but it also can help open like the whole energy your heart the whole energy pathway and you can make sounds without knowing what the words are and sometimes words will come out of it so you can make sounds for things the, the sound of the resistance the tightness the like like, eh, it feels good, but I'm scared. I'm hurt. like, I'm just, I'm, for me, I'd be like, this hurt, like, ah, like, eh, eh, yes, okay, no, yeah, okay, well, okay, like, let me relax. And I'd, so I could give myself feedback, and again, that coaxing that I was talking about through my vocalization. The other thing that, because I've done a lot of work of like letting my throat open and letting the message come through, I use that same energy for myself when I'm like making love to myself. And that was another place where I let my pleasures share with me what it is that I wanted in my life. Like, I have said things out my mouth while I was self-pleasuring that caught me by surprise. You know, like, I think one of the things that first caught me a couple years ago that startled me when it first came out was hearing the words, I've always loved you. I've always loved you. Like, I, I've always loved you. And it was this understanding of, like, having somebody who, like, recently met me in the flesh, but being, like, having this professed love of, like, I've loved you forever. Like, I've always loved you. Which isn't a new... When I say it right now, it's like, these aren't new words. But for me to have that come out of my mouth, I was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know that that's what my root, what my body, what my heart, what my energy was saying is, like, I want someone who's so energetically familiar to my soul that that's, that's what comes out of my mouth and that that's what my ears hear. And what I know now is that that doesn't even mean that I have to have known them for a million years in other lifetimes. It also just might mean that I want to know them better before I have sex with them. <laughs> it could mean that I like be having a deeper intimacy and like, and from that place of being like, you know, so there is this soulful connect, but there's also this like, I've always loved you, like this continuity. And even as I talk about it right now, I can feel myself like get shy. Like this is really, out of everything that I've said in this whole share, this feels like the most vulnerable part for me. Is like, because the other thing that's vulnerable about it is that for it to be so vulnerable and feel so risky is to acknowledge the parts of me that feel doubt of it that the longing or the desire of it, that there's a part of me that doubts it. And like, so, so that's, it come back to, that's me allowing my fantasy to be the medicine that I need. Because as I've done this and worked with this, it's like I have a greater sense now, a greater confidence. I mean, that first came out of my mouth over a year and a half ago. Maybe two, maybe two years ago. And this is... I don't know, the third or fourth time I've talked about it verbally. I mean, that's how close I've held it to me, you know? And that's because I've been working the medicine. And when I can talk about it now, I can talk about it now because 
it has healed in me in this way that I'm like, oh yeah, no, I get it. Like I'm having sex with someone that I feel like knows me and that's someone who like knows me, like soul level, long time knows me. And that's what I want. That's what I'm here for. And there's this deeper sense of like, cause there's like, because I want to, there's also this part of like, I want to know me like that. I want to hear myself say to me more than anything else, I've always loved you. And I can go back to any memory at any lifetime when the part of me that wants to say I fucked something up, the part of me that wants to be angry and aggressive and diminishing isn't, and instead is loving. That's the lover that I want. That's the lover I want to be for someone else, and that's the lover that I need to be for myself, and that's the partner I need to be for myself. And so that's the journey that I've been on for two years, and that is that came out of just letting myself make sounds and letting words come out even if I didn't think they made that much sense, letting images and all these things. So really radically trusting and, and encouraging the risk. Um, and um, one of my most profound and like prophetic visions that came out of one of my sexual fantasies had this midsection for like 20 minutes where it was like so graphic. I like was having this deep penetrative sex and then I started to purge in the dream. Like I was vomiting, I was shitting. It was like, and it like took me to the brink of death. It was this huge thing. And I like got carried to a river and washed. And it's like, when I describe this as like what I was thinking about when I was giving myself permission to see what my sexual fantasy is, it's like a little risky, right? But, and then I keep going and then it's like, and then I was in this like, like coma, altered state. This is very, this was very consistent for me years, this like story of like being taken to the brink of death or dying and coming back to life, which is particularly apropos for where I am right now in my life. Um, and then having, and then having these experiences in which my relating to other people, especially myself are peaceful. I'm free to be myself without apology, without, I don't justify. And I'm like, and I'm, I'm peaceful. Like I'm, I have a quietude in my being and a, an enthusiasm about life. And so my sexual desire is what revealed to me that my soulful desire was to have a peaceful soul that has an enthusiasm about being alive. Trust yourself. Questions, thoughts, comments? Don't know if this came out for anybody else or if it was just for us. We'll find that out later when the yeah, recording gets checked out. If uh, it's for anyone else, thanks for joining me. Thanks for joining us. And uh, anybody you know needs to hear this, share it, share it, share it. If you have any questions or comments you want to share with me, uh, snap a picture of this and tag me or DM me on Instagram or go to my website and send me a message. Send me a good old fashioned email. I'd be happy to hear from you. And uh, sometimes when people have questions, I turn them into episodes. So feel free to be in touch. All right. Love you. Love you.
gorgeous one. Thank you. I want to take a moment in closing. I have a few things. First, take a breath. (sighs) Second, I want to remind you that this in itself can be transmission and medicine. So take care of yourself right now. If this is medicine for you, I have a few invitations. One is hit that subscribe button. Leave me a rate and review. It's very, very helpful. In addition, I would love to stay connected with you. Come over to my website, sophiawiseone.com, or find me on Instagram, at sophiawiseone, and get connected. And if this is feeding you, I encourage you to join the virtual temple that is up and gorgeous and happening. And that is my Patreon. And I'm inviting you to join us there. If this episode or another episode fed you and was just what you need, consider sending it and sharing it with a friend. Thank you. Thank you for all your support. Thank you for all your work, all your medicine. I know deep in my being, you are weaving with me. Thank you. Thank you. We are in this together.